This is the pivot point, a weekly discussion on market inefficiencies. The reason for that very brief intro, this week's episode is going to be put on the podcast feed uh, as part of our sneak peek here in March, our sneak preview into what we offer in the Dynasty Theory Patreon. I provided access to the tiers for anybody that's been interested. Uh, you know, so if you enjoy the show, come check it out because we do this on a weekly basis. You know me, I'm John Bauer. You know this gentleman, it's Mitch Mitch Sorensen. The coffee's got to kick in. What's going on, Mitch? Same here. Like, I woke up about 30 minutes ago and I saw the DM. Hey, what do you want to record? I'm like, oh, yeah, we're doing that today. But no, I got my coffee, I think. This, we say it every week, but the amount of news that's happened since last Friday, we could go all day long. We really could. And the, the point of the show, again, discuss market efficiencies, where there are advantages within our leagues. And we try to keep it somewhat short, which is crazy for us to keep something short and brief because some people like Mitch and Dan, they just don't stop talking. Unlike me, who it's true, is very to the point. So what we do here and I see Tim in the chat, what's going on, Tim, we pull a few players and compare it to different rankings across the board that different websites may have average it out. And we look at it on a positional basis and a startup view. So sometimes it's like, okay, I have this guy in my quarterback 14 to 15 tier. They have him quarterback 20. But when you look at the startup view, it kind of lines up because the way different folks look at positions across the board, cross positionally. So that's, you know, we, we tend to alternate last week. We talked about it from a positional standpoint this week. I think we'll kind of spend time on both the startup view, which is in my tiers and the cross positional. But like Mitch said, there's so much news that has happened since last week. And I think that's kind of where we want to go this week. We want to discuss Aaron Rodgers, the impact it has on Green Bay value-wise. Devontae Adams going over to the Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said Oakland. I thought we were out of that stage. And then the recent news yesterday, Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland. So there's a lot of impacts, a lot of tertiary pieces that are getting bumped up and down our tiers, but let's start. I, I I've seen some wild trades already involving Derek Carr. Mm. Looking at the the quarterbacks here, I have him. And last week, Mitch was picking apart my tiers. So we'll see where he goes this week. I'm going to, he's keeping me on my toes. Keep me honest, but Derek Carr, I have him that 21 to 23 tier. Okay. Looking at the quarterbacks. And DTC and KTC has him rolling in as quarterback 19. So there is a possibility and potential for a pivot there. But how are you looking at it from that market perspective? So from the market perspective, it's, I think he's too low right now for where everybody is going to see him next January. So I look at him, he's not as good as Matthew Stafford, right? But he's, Close. I don't think there's a huge difference play-wise between the two. I mean, Stafford's probably a little bit better quarterback, but if you look at the pieces around him, he has Waller, Renfro, Adams now, Jacobs out of the backfield, and whoever else they're going to spell him with 60% of the time. But you look at the guys that he's around, he's around Tua. I mean, like right now, the tier that you have above Derek Carr. And I think that KTC and DTC would have it this way as well. Tua's above him. Mac Jones is above him. Zach Wilson is above him. Kirk Cousins, you kind of understand because he's just always the guy that's going to be right there. But Derek Carr is only 30. 
I'm not worried about his age at all. I'm not worried about the team at all now that Adam signed that five-year deal, I think, four or five-year deal, whatever it was. It was five years, yep. To where even though I know that you've raised him up in your tiers and he's gone up in DTC, for me, if I could get him straight up right now, I prefer to get something added, of course. But if I have Tua on my team, I am looking to move him today for Derek Carr plus something. And I think it could happen. And it is going to be better for your team this year. I don't think any there is going to be a projection out there that has Carr under Tua now. When we do our projections for 2022, and I've already built the behind the scenes stuff, you know, I, I love doing that. When we get into it, I, I would be shocked if Tua, Mac, Wilson come out ahead of Derek Carr strictly for 2022. And I see what you're saying. I, I think a lot of people, and, and you look at the the way KTC and DTC have it, they both have Carr above Tua, above Kirk Cousins. I seem to be the highest on Kirk Cousins. Like if you look at the the different rankings and scoring systems that folks have, like Kirk Cousins, he is dirt cheap. So if you find somebody, and this is one of the pivot opportunities, if you find somebody that really highly regards those rankings and those values and they stick to those guidelines, Kirk Cousins is still a tremendous buy for me, which I've talked about, I think, like four weeks in a row now. But Derek Carr, I think you could go the other way. You're saying if you move Derek or if you move to it, you'd look for Derek Carr plus. I think the market agrees with you. So I for me, yeah. I think the pivot, and this is just me personally, would be Derek Carr. Uh, Tim says JB's matched me with the Scott Fishbowl shirt. I, I feel like I wear, I'm on a very tight rotation with my shirts. It's either Scott Fishbowl merchandise or Dynasty Theory. You know, I, you, you have to represent. But Derek Carr, I think I could get to a plus a small piece. Or if we're doing a two for two type package where I can upgrade elsewhere, maybe you and I see differently on two running backs so we can mm -hmm. flip them. Yep. So that's, it's interesting here because we're coming at it from two different angles, presenting two different pivot opportunities, which I think both could happen. But mm -hmm. I think, I think for you more, it would have to be a, a one for one swap. I don't know if you're getting much added. No. Yeah. And I could see that. It would be better to do it. Like you said, in a package, I was just thinking while you were talking about Kirk cousins is what if you could have got Kirk cousins four years ago at his value? Oh my gosh. You'd be fine in all of your leagues for the last four years without an issue, right? You could look at that with Derek Carr. It, we all want the top eight quarterbacks in Dynasty on our teams, right? If I could start off a team and I could have Lamar and then I could trade up and also have Joe Burrow, I'm ecstatic, right? Derek Carr is now going to be one of those quarterbacks to where he's going to outperform what his Dynasty value is over the next four to five years. Matthew Stafford, he had those bad years in Detroit to where you could have got him at quarterback 20. Yeah. He goes to a better situation, and now you're completely fine having him as quarterback 12 because you know for the next five years, he's going to put up quarterback one numbers at worst, right? Is there any concern with Carr? This is the last year of his deal. Do you think, I mean, we, we know the narrative of Derek Carr and Devontae Adams playing together in college. Mm -hmm. It seems like there's a lot of pairings like that in the NFL at this point. Do you think Adams came over knowing this was in the works with Derek Carr? Like he's going to get extended? With, so let's say worst case scenario, he doesn't get the extension, right? 
what are the probabilities that Derek Carr is going to fail this upcoming year? In terms of like, if we're saying he comes in, I, I would say fail, flat out fail, like yeah, fifteen percent. Let's say pretty low. I mean, the team's going to be pretty good. They're going to be really good offensively. Who are the Raiders going to get that are better than Derek Carr? And obviously, they're not blowing up this team anymore because going into this offseason, people were like, well, what if they move on from Waller? What if they right. move on from Carr? What if they move on from some of the offensive line pieces? That's obviously not going to happen if you're paying Devontae Adams $29 million a year. So in my view, even if Carr doesn't get that extension this offseason, I'm still going to be buying in August and September because people will be lower on him. And I know I'm going to get the output in the season. And I fully expect him to be a Las Vegas Raider for the next five to 10 years. Car or 105. See, I 105 think that's a good... is good. Can we do 106? We can do 106. At that point, I think you're, you're Malik, Hall, uh, whoever your quarterback two is, See, top wide receiver and running back. That's why I asked for 106 is my top five right now. Malik, Hall, Spiller, Walker, probably Wilson. And then it's going to be, do I want Burks or Carr? It's so team dependent because you would hate to trade the 106 for Derek Carr, right? Mm -hmm. But what I've traded the 106 in a lot of leagues for Matthew Stafford's year last year. Right. Yeah, probably would have done it. No, I don't think you have to move the 106. So are no, do you have you my <laughs> yeah, do you have my cross positional up? Mm-hmm. So it's funny because you're talking about Carr with Tua Cousins, all those quarterbacks. Yeah. But I think typically, and somebody actually posed this question, they DM me, JB, do you think you're a little bit higher than most people on quarterbacks across the board? And I think I am. Yeah. And I think you can see that in my cross positional tiers because I have Carr in that 103 to 108 tier. Mm -hmm. But I have that other group of quarterbacks. So I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think your issue is where I have Carr in relation to the other quarterbacks, not where I have him in relation to picks and other positions. Completely, yeah, where you have him. I mean, both both of us have always been higher on the quarterbacks. We just Mm -hmm. always have been since the beginning of our Superflex days is we valued quarterbacks higher than what other people do. And so... In the rankings, you know, you're still that way to where you have the quarterbacks just a little bit higher than the market. But the truth is, there are times to where you could get these quarterbacks for cheaper. But, and you could go out on whatever trade calculator you want, and it'll say, no, Derek Carr is really closer to, oh, Mike Evans or something like that, mm-hmm. right? How many people are going to be trading Derek Carr for Mike Evans? I just, right. I don't really Especially- see it happening. Especially if you've held Derek Carr and you've tried to shop him and you haven't been able to move him. Now he has that spike in perceived value. Okay, so uh, before we move on to a few of the other talking points here today, Derek Carr or Aaron Jones, 12-team Superflex. Oh, Carr. Derek Carr or you mentioned Mike Evans. I think that's Derek Carr across the board. And I think those are potentially, you know, especially if a team has Derek Carr as maybe their third quarterback, let's say they have a build like you, you mentioned Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow and Derek Carr. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are willing to do something. And again, the people that are listening to this right now, 
they're people that are in our discord they're people that are in our patreon and we talk about these things all the time and they're sitting there thinking guys there's no freaking way somebody's moving Derek Carr for that i guarantee you, you find it so while i'm lower in terms of the quarterbacks i think this could line up very well from a cross positional standpoint so that is my my job today i'm not leaving the house i'm not doing anything it amazes me how busy people are and how people have lives and I always say to my wife, I, we don't, I don't do anything. This is what I do. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Trust me. I know like, yeah, whatever. So, okay. I think that's a good range there for Derek Carr. If we're looking to pivot, I have all of those positional players below Derek Carr in my tiers. I don't have Devonte Adams changing in value at all. No, no, I, I think, think it's perfect. I have him in that six to 13 tier. I had him in that six to, six to 13 tier. Is his volume going to decrease a little bit? Most likely. Is his upside going to come down a little bit? Probably. But is he going to be wide receiver eight to 10 this year? Probably. Yep. And, you know, with his, if people see his value dropping, I'm more than happy to go out and acquire. I, I don't think you can sell him though. It's very tough to move him and God, I'm trying, I'm trying, but now is not the time. I don't think him and Renfro kind of fit the same boat for me. Like, I don't did think you, he, did you just, uh, did you just say Devonte Adams is Hunter Renfro? Is that what you just said here on the pivot point? I, close, right? <laughs> but no, and where they are value wise, where they were a week ago, I'm not moving him at all. Mm-hmm. all. I think it's the exact same. But the one Raider who I am very, very concerned about is Darren Waller. Yeah. Like, it sucks because I have him on a lot of teams. He was bad last year, so he was really hard to move. And now it's, I think he's too high. I think by October or November of this year, he isn't going to be close to the Goddard or Hawkinson or Kittle, wherever you want to put him he might have a hard time being close to Gusecki and wherever Noah fan ends up. The bad thing is, so he's older. He was loved because he had the 13 and 14 and 15 target games. Those weeks are gone unless Adams gets hurt. Like, I just don't see him being any better than that C tier of tight ends. That's coming out. Would you say then, because you're not, I have Waller, Goddard, Hawkinson in that five to seven tier. That mm-hmm. That's where they are for me. And it's been very difficult and challenging to move Waller, especially during the offseason. We always talk about moving vets during the offseason. You're going to fail more often than not. Do you think the pivot opportunity there, and you got to go down a little bit, but again, if we're projecting a year out, certainly two years out when Darren Waller is 31 years old, a, I don't think a lot of people are going to move Fryermuth for Waller straight nope. up today. But I think you could do a Fant or Comet. And I'm not saying straight up because I think you can get something added. I agree. Yep. So maybe that is where you do Waller and, you know, wishful thinking. I won the championship last year. Mm-hmm. I've won 12. Waller and 112 for Fant in 105 or 106. It, I was closer that- to like maybe you pick up another wide receiver that was a little bit that didn't do great last year, like Kadarius Tony or Gabriel Davis. That's kind of where I'd be closer to where I think the trade would get done. But if you could get the one Oh seven, one Oh eight, I'd be all about it. Okay. Let me ask you this. This is if we're looking two year outlook 
it doesn't look like this gentleman's going to slow down at all, especially with the extension in Arizona, Zach Ertz. And we're going a little further down. What about Waller for Zach Ertz? And like, if it's two PPR, it'd be like a Michael Pittman, Pittman and Ertz yeah, for Waller. That's just who I was looking at. Yeah. A Cooper's tough. He's on the rise now. Maybe a Keenan Allen type, but that, that age issue with Ertz, I mean, he's, he's two years older than Darren Waller, but now you have to believe that Zach Ertz at least maintains. And we've talked about him. Uh, what was that? Two weeks ago on the weekly mm-hmm. show, at least maintains his target share. I'd be shocked if it dipped. Yeah. So, would you, sorry, I was just going to say, when no. you get to this age of tight end, you do have to look at what's going to happen this year. What's going to happen in September. What happens the first two weeks of the season, we say huge value jumps and decreases based off what players do weekly. The ones who still hold their value are the young players. If Waller goes out and he only gets five catches for 60 yards, people are going to end up liking Zach Ertz just as much. Waller will hold the name value for a little bit, but Waller will start to drop down. I hate keep bringing up the projections because all it is is a projection and what you think the average outcome is going to happen. But who are we going to have higher, Zach Ertz or Darren Waller this year? I think it, it could be close-ish, could, right? I was just going to say, I don't think it's going to make or break your fantasy season. Yeah. So if I'm able to add, man, and I have a lot of Waller. You know that too. Me too. That Okay. So my, my jobs today, and I took notes last week, tried to go out and do some of the things that we talked about. Uh, so car or picks. Well, I'm going to acquire car or Mike Evans. Uh, who was the running back I mentioned? Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Waller for Ertz Plus. Both of those guys, veterans, not sexy in terms of the off-season hype. So that that's something to explore. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I see no impact. Nope. Uh, like His touchdown it, upside is probably a little bit higher, so there yep. might be a couple more people willing to buy in, but I'm not moving him up value-wise at all. Nope. He is still in that uh, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 range for me. And I know a lot of people, uh, I've talked about him several times. I went from, Oh my God, get him off my team to, Hmm. This price is now intriguing because we've, he's coming in running back 22 based on the KTC and DTC. So, uh, somebody I'm looking to acquire. Okay. Right to Cleveland. Sean Watson. You sent me a message yesterday. Oh no. You no, 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 no. But I'm not saying I completely disagree. But you said, and I always know it's going to be something spicy or hot takey, or or you think it's controversial. You go, can I say something? <laughs> and I know if it's if it's via DM, I'm like, oh, my, it's always something about a player. And I'm like, all right, Mitch, let's hear it. And you said, I, I don't want Deshaun Watson. And this is again, we're looking at this strictly from a fantasy standpoint. Yes, that that's all. And if you don't want to roster him because of everything going on, absolutely no issue. Mm-hmm. It was the same way we felt with Kareem Hunt, Tyree Kill, you know, yep. any situation like this. If you don't want to roster them, perfectly fine. I'm not going to sit here and lecture anybody said, oh, you, you're missing out on that. Do what's right for you. But from a fantasy standpoint, I have him in that tier three. I'm still taking Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Dak, Lamar, Kyler, Burrow. I, do you think that's fair? I have him in eight to 13. So 
You personally, yes, I think it's fair. How do I think Superflex are going to drafts are going to go from here on out? I think he's going to go above Burrow. I think there's pretty good chances he goes above Prescott as well in a lot 100%. of Superflex drafts. 100%. And I, I think you could even, I think people will take him above Lamar too. And Kyler. I, I think I, I agree. I think people might have him in that five range. Yeah, I think so too. And for me, I'm completely out at that point. <clears throat> you know, this is something that I talk to you off air a lot about, but because I do not have the data to back it up, but that Cleveland weather has always worried me really the AFC North together, that whole division. It's, yeah, playing Pittsburgh in the weather, right? You got Cleveland in the weather. And then it's every year we have to worry about wind in Cleveland. And anyone who plays DFS just knows that those are those games that you just don't play a single person in. Right. And quarterback is such a position to where you could find upside with other quarterbacks that I'm just not looking to get Watson. I if he is quarterback five to seven, I would much rather have Lamar. I would much rather have Dak. Do I want Watson or Joe Burrow? Same division. And that's to where you're like, well, one has Jamar Chase. The other one doesn't have Jamar Chase. So I'm going to go with one that has Jamar Chase. So in my view, I do have a couple of shares of Watson that I traded for earlier this offseason. I am going to try to move him now and hopefully pick up one of those wide receivers in a two-for-two two deal. Because I still think in established leagues, it's going to be very hard to go like, hey, here's Watson for your deck, right? It's hard to do that in established leagues. What about Russ or Stafford plus? See, I would do that too. And I would do, I was going to say, any of the tier below them, you have Stafford, Fields, Lance, Wilson, Lawrence. If I could get any of anything added to those guys for Watson, I would do it today. Okay. And I think the market will show, especially with Trey Lance, because the question marks is Jimmy Garoppolo mm -hmm. returning for 22. They apparently, there were rumors circulating that they were going to be involved in the Deshaun Watson sweepstake. You know, how how much do they really trust Trey Lance? So there are those question marks there, but that's a pivot opportunity. Yeah. That's the buzzword pivot. So Stafford, I mean, I feel like Stafford is included in my buy scenario for any... My wife's like, what do you want for dinner tonight? I'm like, I'll trade you that for Matthew Stafford and like a quesadilla from Taco Bell. Can I get Stafford thrown in? That, that's what I'm always looking to do. So Deshaun Watson, I agree with you. If we can take advantage of that market, because now, you know, you still have to believe there's a suspension. And mm -hmm. I know, let's say it's a six game suspension. This is dynasty, right? But getting a, a DAC plus of any of those quarterbacks, we could run through 10 of them again. But getting any of them, would you do Watson or Swift? You you take Watson because of the value. You just would. So then there's no point in get digging because I agree with you. There's no point in going That's into the cross problem, positional, right? Yeah. All right. So uh, we're looking for a top ten quarterback in return if we're moving Watson, and that's kind of how we always look at. Like I'm not pivoting down from a Josh Allen to something centered around Zach Wilson. It's kind of funny that you said that because I was just looking at Derek Carr right here, right? I was like, uh -huh. if we're talking about Stafford going down, we, we could probably bring up Derek Carr. But if you did that, I would be looking for C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, or right. something like that added on to Carr to get in, in order to trade away Watson. 
Yeah, I, I do think uh, Carr is going to be challenging, unless it's one of those situations I talked about where he's like a quarterback three or four on yeah. somebody's roster. They might be a little bit more. Unless they're getting someone like Watson back. Yeah. They're saying Cleveland, you love this for Nick Chubb. I think it's oh, fantastic yeah. for Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, and we always talk about this, nobody ever wants to trade for him. Nobody wants him. It's like, oh, I guess I'll take this top 10 running back. But now we talk about touchdown upside. You have to believe this helps him. I don't think he gets any more involved in the passing game. But if you're attacking on an extra three or maybe four rushing touchdowns a year, that's that's making a little bit of a difference here. And it's giving him a little bit more upside from that regard. So my tier five running back 12 to 13. Is that too low, too high, just right? I haven't changed it at all. I think you have a two, just like you said, no one wants to trade for him. So I think you have him a little too high as far as what you could trade. You actually have a running back underneath him that I think you could trade Cam Akers and get Nick Chubb in a lot of leagues as long as the person who has Nick Chubb isn't a top four team this year. You know, if they're rebuilding it all, they're going to see that three to four year age difference and they're going to be willing to go down to Cam Akers. Ooh, I might explore that because like you said, I do have Cam Akers below Nick Chubb. I might be able to get a little plus, a little plus added. Maybe it's only a 23 second, but still a little more ammunition. So let, let's write that down. Acres, Mr. Chubb plus. So we'll, we'll again, we, we throw out all these ideas and that's all it is. It's just a spark ideas. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yes. Now, if you go out and try it, you know, you get a response. LOL. Who you told know. you to do this? Just say Dan. <laughs> Dan Lamania. You know, you're going to get those responses, but this comes, a lot of this is coming from, you know, obviously the portfolio approach where we have so many leagues, we try different things. If you're in one or two leagues, which is a hundred percent perfectly fine. Sometimes the market isn't there. And we always say, just try it. And if it doesn't work, that's all you can do. Yep. So Nick Chubb, uh, Kareem Hunt, same not thing. I think at all. No, he, I'm not yeah. moving him, but I think production standpoint, it, it it's not going to hurt him. Yeah, it's not going to hurt. Ari Cooper, finally. I've been saying bye, bye, bye. Call me in sync. Bye, bye, bye. All right, Amari Cooper, finally. I, Mitch, I, you make fun of me when I say it, but people are catching up now, and they have to. They have to adjust mm-hmm. because of the Deshaun Watson news. But I, I've had him in that 20 to 26 range when he was in Dallas, when he went to Cleveland for dynasty purposes, still only 27 years old. He was at like wide receiver 38 when you look at KTC and DTC. He has finally elevated himself because of this news to wide receiver 25. I saw him go Amari Cooper in a second for 105. Sorry, Amari. I love you, brother. But if I can ship you off for 105 in a 12-team super flex, bye. You're out. You're out. I think we brought up Deontay Johnson last week, didn't we? Yes. I think we talked about it. Could you do? I think every think single calculator is going to have Deontay Johnson higher than Amari Cooper. I personally, I would almost take him straight up. You know how I feel about that Steelers situation, but I know you don't have to. If I could get anything useful added to Amari Cooper and being able to trade away my Deontay Johnson for it, those are the moves I'm going to be all about. Because I... And this actually might be something you want to wait a few weeks for because everything we've heard with the Watson situation is Will Fuller wants to go to wherever Deshaun Watson goes. 
Right. When that happens, that could end up dropping Amari's value down a little bit more. But the one thing I'm never going to worry about is Will Fuller playing six games of football in a year. It's just not something I think we're going to have. The law of averages probably has that one pretty low. Unless he uh, is on PEDs again. I Well... I mean, am I wrong? No. Oh my God! How is Will Fuller staying healthy? He's a a, a, a top twelve receiver. Look well, and then boom, done. All right, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones. I know people were talking about him, but again, I would be shocked. Just like you said, if Will Fuller or some other wide receiver mm-hmm. doesn't land there, uh, maybe a lower end wide receiver options are starting to thin out. But I, it's the same thing we always talk about. You have a, a breaking news, a change in perceived value. Don't go out and look to acquire today. And I think that's a good take on Amari Cooper holding off just for a little bit, unless you get that that price that you would be expecting in a few weeks if they do sign somebody else. So Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, Austin Hooper's gone. Yeah. David and Doku to the moon. I know people are excited about that. I now have him in my right around tight end 20. He comes from the ashes like a yeah. phoenix rising up. Who knows? It, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant, the great news all around. Deshaun Watson coming in, Austin Hooper going out. The opportunities there. Uh, would Evan Ingram or David Njoku? Oh, Njoku. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach Ertz or David Njoku? Njoku. Njoku or Irv Smith? Njoku. There is this fascination with Irv Smith. Oh, he's super young. Dude, yes. dude's, dude's like five foot five. You know, like he's like the he's the the Rondell Moore of tight ends. <laughs> he's the the you know two two Atwell of tight ends. Uh, but yeah, David and Joe. Like this is somebody that you are thrilled with. If you acquired him previously, mm-hmm. like you're yeah. just enjoying do this not try to get him now. Don't no. do it. The price to acquire is going to be insane. If you want Harrison Bryant, you might, but even him, I think his price is going to be too high for what he's really going to be doing this upcoming season. What do you think about David and Joku 12 team super flex two PPR for tight ends, David and Joku plus like, 210 let's try 210 okay. for noah Fant. do you think that could get done if you're acquiring noah Fant, i actually do think there's a solid chance that gets done and maybe even throwing cole Komet in there because i'll take cole Komet over if you David did a 2023 20, second with njoku i think it gets done yeah that could be interesting so let's see because i again i i have several shares of njoku we were getting him thrown in as add-on pieces, and I, I want to go back and look because I want to say I threw him in as an add-on to get a deal done like a month ago, and now I'm like, oh, John, come on, but I got to look and see what that deal was. So Njoku plus second for Fant, and probably even a little less for Komet. I don't even mm-hmm. think you have to do Njoku plus a second for Komet. Do you want to hit on Alan Robinson real quick? Yeah, let, let's go. I, I rose him up a little bit. I, I, I brought him up. I have him in there with I still have them low, but like that 35 range, 35 to 45. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's fair where you have him. I think people who have Allen Robinson are expecting the moon back right now. Like I had someone try to off, ask me to send the 110 
and Juju for Allen Robinson. I'm just like, there oh, come on. isn't a world that's going to happen. But it's in the 110 for Allen Robinson. Same. And I think you have him in a really, in that fun tier we talked about last week, that Mooney's in there, St. Brown's in there, but you also have like DeAndre Hopkins in there. I got Brandon some oldies, but goodies. And it, I, I really like that tier because it's the, a little bit of a twilight zone for dynasty of like, Hey, here's some old guys who are going to definitely outproduce. Here's the young guys who we like because they're young. And I think that's where Alan Robinson is. Is Alan Robinson going to do as well as Robert Woods did previously in this offense? You'd hope, but that's kind of his ceiling, right? Unless something happens to Cooper cup, but basing stuff off injuries is odd. So I think where you have him in that wide receiver back end wide receiver three tier, I think it's fair. But I think the price to acquire him is so high that I would not be looking to go out and try to acquire any Allen Robinson right now. Nope. I'm looking to shop him because if I can get that, that 110 plus Juju is crazy. Mm -hmm. But if I can do 110, we saw a trade go down 16 team super flex. Somebody shipped off Allen Robinson for 111. And I thought that was a tremendous trade. Yep. I, I like that one a lot. So if I could get like a, I mean, I'll even pivot to a Chase Claypool. I know people are a little concerned there. I'll pivot to, I think you could get Christian Kirk plus a small piece. At this point, Renfro plus a small piece. Gallup plus a small piece. Uh, could you do Allen Robinson for Michael Thomas straight up? I have him in the same tier, so I'd want something added, but. Yeah, I Brandon I think Cooks. Might be, yeah, yeah, Cooks might be interesting, uh, but so I I would take Brandon Cooks over Allen Robinson every day because Brandon Cooks has those weeks to where he could get 15 targets, to where he could get two touchdowns. The weeks that that's going to happen for Allen Robinson now, something's going to happen to Cooper Cup in order for that to happen. Right. Yeah, I, the Robert Woods contract is interesting because I think it's. Like it's all guaranteed mm -hmm. potentially. Uh, but then they're talking about him as a trade candidate. Odell Beckham, obviously coming off the injury. How's he going to look if he resigns? Mm -hmm. So it could go from cup woods, Beckham Robinson to possibly cup Robinson, Van Jefferson to, to Atwell. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of hedging your bet a little bit, trying to figure out what your thoughts are on what we see in Los Angeles with that wide receiver core. But if I can cash out on Allen Robinson for uh, 110, 111, I am moving him. I'm taking Jamison Williams. I'm taking uh, four quarterbacks as of now. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we find out end of April, four mm -hmm. quarterbacks, the first on draft capital, and then three running backs, then London, Wilson, Burks. So I'm taking 11 incoming rookies over Robinson. Uh, if I could do Robinson plus... And I'm thinking about my tier breaks, like Robinson plus 204 for 106. You know, uh, that that's what I'd be doing. Now, let's go to Juju. I, I have was him just going to say, yep. I have, I listen, I seemed, I adjusted here. I, 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 I rarely, I try not to. Usually it's like a one tier bump, one tier drop. Mm -hmm. I bumped him up two tiers. And he went from that wide receiver 49 range to like wide receiver 33 for me. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, yeah, it's a $10 million 
contract for one year, but I think only like three millions guaranteed. Rest of it's like performance based. Mm-hmm. And then you have the concern. Well, Kansas City's never really produced a wide receiver, too. But like they're all speedsters. And Juju, I I, I this this one could be different. It's a one-year deal. Uh something that I thought was interesting. I offered Juju and 206 for a 2023 first prior to the signing. Okay. And that person countered for with a third and fourth swap included. I rejected 30 minutes later, Juju signs with the chiefs. And then the price wasn't adjusted at all. Mm. And like, you would have to think this was besides the Packers, maybe best case scenario. Yes. So like, like, uh, but then we saw Juju go for 105 somewhere, and I'm like, what, what are we doing here? So we we do need some time for the market to figure this out, as we always do. But all the players we mentioned, Juju, Allen Robinson, uh, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, sometimes we see overcorrections and then it balances out a little bit. I think that's going to be the case for Juju. The swings are going to be wild. People moving them for like 203, people moving them for 105, people pivoting off him for a Cortland Sutton people wanting to get off from him altogether. There's a lot going on here. So I just want to look at this. This isn't really what we do on this show, but I want to look at it from a football perspective real quick, as far as how Juju is going to hit that offense. Cause that's going to be why I value him. Like I do, like you brought up the wide receiver to how they just don't produce in that offense It's because they've never had anyone really good in that offense until, I mean, when, Oh, Sammy Watkins was there, right? He had some splash. He, he was yeah. fine. Yeah, but he was just injured. But when he was healthy, he was actually really good points per game wise. What Juju does, he will never interfere with what Tyreek Hill does. And it works the exact same way to where what Tyreek Hill is doing, they're never going to ask Juju to do the same thing. But that's completely opposite. They got Nicole Hardman. Because that's back when Tyreek Hill was facing yep. the suspension. They wanted another Tyreek Hill because that's how they have to spread that off the they spread the defense out because that's how the offense runs. Now, you know how last year we were talking about um the deep two safeties, right? Mm-hmm. About and how the Chiefs just couldn't beat them with what they had. They had Kelsey and they had Hill, and how those two were playing. That offense just wasn't working. They have a beater now in Juju. You need that slot guy that could sit in every single zone that's going to open because of it. And now I actually think if you told me Allen Robinson went to the Chiefs, I would have been lower on Allen Robinson than I am in Juju. Because I think what Juju does fits this offense so well. So where you have him, you have him next to Marquise Brown, Bateman, Devontae, Sutton. I think that's perfect. That's where I would have him too. And I would have him. If someone sent me the 109, I wouldn't accept it. Someone sent me the 107, I would start to think about it. It's He's young enough to where if he has three good weeks, everyone's going to be like, he's a dynasty wide receiver 12 now. It's just he's young enough to where we could see that huge value spike if he has three good weeks compared to if Allen Robinson would have had three good weeks, it would have stayed pretty much the exact same value. Not just the fact that he's young enough, but he's done it before Mm -hmm. and people remember that and they're willing to bump him back up. 
like and and the draft capital that's i mean obviously the draft capital is irrelevant at this point because he's on a brand new team but if juju goes out and has the same end of season run that Amon Ra St. Brown had Juju will be flirting with top 15 dynasty wide receivers mm-hmm. and Amon Ra St. Brown is not there for most people, especially me. Uh, I, I'm not going to have him there, but that's the position that Juju is in. If Mike Evans goes out, and has an end of season run like Amon Ross St. Brown. He's too old. He's not going to get up there. Uh, I even think, I mean, Terry McLaurin, he's had solid runs. He's not going up there, but nope. Juju can still return there. Yes. And it's a one year deal. Hopefully, Juju and, and Jackson Mahomes have some fantastic TikTok collaborations. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But Juju can still get like, like if Juju goes out and has the Hunter Renfro season from last year, top 15 dynasty receiver. Yep. yep. And that is not, I don't think that's a crazy take at all. So I'm still okay investing in Juju. If I can get a 23 first, will I do it? Yeah, give me the 23 first. I I, I talk up Juju and then I'm like, yeah, give me the 23 first. But if if I can do Devontae Smith for Juju plus 100% of the time, every time. Mm-hmm. Every time, if I can do Elijah Moore for Juju Smith plus, 100% I think you of the could time. do that in a lot of leagues too. Yeah, so I said they don't have any more because you could do trades like that the last offseason, right? Right, so those are opportunities with Juju Smith Schuster. I think we, we covered most of the guys with the impacts over the last week. I'm sure we missed somebody, mm-hmm. but we have the Discord, get your butts in there, talking 24 7. We're up to people from seven different countries, which is pretty incredible. Uh, I'm lucky that people in my own house want to talk to me, let alone people from seven different countries. So, like I said, this is going to be dropping on the podcast feed just for this week only, uh, as part of our March sneak peek. Mitch, anything else that you're thinking about here before you get on with the rest of your Saturday? No, I think we hammered everything out. Like everyone knows, the Discord is free, it has nothing to do with the Patreon. Jump in there, we have a new section. Everybody who goes in there ends up spending less time on Twitter because there's no reason to go to Twitter for news feeds or for Dynasty hot takes anymore. It's just a better way to talk about Dynasty, in my opinion. So Discord is completely free. Please just DM one of us and we'll let you in. It's at DinoMC on Twitter and at the Bauer Club. But mainly at DinoMC. Yeah, (laughs) because I'm on Twitter often now. Yeah, all the time. All right, guys. Thank you. We will see everybody Tuesday for our weekly episode with uh, Mr. Dan LaMagna. We'll catch everybody later. Have a great weekend.